Welcome to Coffee with Christy, featuring your host, Christy Dryling. Do you need a little drive to achieve your goals? Are you this close to taking your business to the next level? Maybe you are just about where you need to be, but could use some help. Christy and her guests are ready to take you there. It's going to be a fun ride. Now, here's Christy Dryling. Well, good morning to all of you out there in the world, waking up to a beautiful week of opportunity that awaits you. And I am Christy Dryling, your host on Coffee with Christy. And I'm super excited to introduce our guest speaker for today. He is such an incredible spirit. We met this last January unexpectedly. I went to this City Gala event, as did he. We were both asked to speak, and I heard him, and there was just a magnetism there. I could feel his sincerity and authenticity with wanting to make the world a better place, and you all know me. That is at the forefront of my legacy, and so we were pulled together, and here we are today. He is such a busy guy, and so I'm so grateful he took time out of his crazy schedule to meet with us. But let me share with you a little bit of his background. Jay Cohen is a partner and head of film finance and distribution at the Gersh Agency, where he oversees a department which represents multiple equity funds, sells finished films, and consults on independent financing for a wide spectrum for independent projects. Mr. Cohen created the company Cosmic Entertainment, a partnership with Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell, and Kate Hudson, which produced the Matthew Shepard story, Billy Meets Bobby, Orphan King, and Dark Blues starring Kurt Russell. Mr. Cohen raised $5 million for this venture and was responsible for the full-time staff day-to-day operations as well as negotiations regarding the film, television, and production facilities. Jay Cohen is a partner and head of film finance and distribution at the Gersh Agency, where he oversees a department which represents multiple, multiple equity funds, sells finished films, and consults on independent financing. So welcome to our show, Jay. What a bio. <laughs> Good morning, Christy. How are you? Amazing. And I've been looking forward to this time with you today just to get to know you on a different level and to share you with all of our listeners out there. I always like to bring guests onto the show that are really in this space of awakening the world to a higher consciousness and just cut the bullshit and do great shit, right? We love to do great shit. The do great shit. And so I would love for you to share with us, Jay, a little bit of your story and what brought you to where you are today. Sure. Well, you know, I grew up. Uh, I grew up in Boston. Um, uh, my family was all interesting. My my family was all blue collar. No one in my family ever had money. My dad worked. My mom worked. We all worked. Worked through high school. Worked through college. Uh, and when I grew up and graduated college, and then I moved to New York City, I worked on Wall Street for a long time. And there was nothing truly very satisfying about just dealing with investment banking and finance and numbers for me, even though people were making money, it just didn't seem to drive me. And I would not wake up excited other than collecting a paycheck, but I realized it was never anything I enjoyed. Uh, And while I liked living in New York City, it still wasn't anything that drove me. And I kept thinking to myself, what is it that would make me happier? What would make me more excited? And one of the things that was never part of my family was a lot of creativity, um, for whatever reason, nobody went into art, nobody understood art, nobody thought you could make money at art. And I was always driven to, um, and I always loved watching movies and TV shows because I loved where they took you. If you were being bullied and you could find a character that could help you, uh, or you were felt like you were an underdog, it was like if you went to see a movie where you could relate and associate with the underdog who succeeded, 
I always felt like that that gave all the positive reinforcement to people. And so I had always loved film and TV and kind of drove myself into the space by moving to Los Angeles, taking a job here and working my way into the industry and slowly but surely getting into the... And it's not so much about getting into Hollywood because I don't really do any of the parties or go to the events and things like that other than going to you know, specific film festivals where I need to be at, whether it be Cannes Film Festival or Sundance or whatever. But it was all about driving the imagination and trying to help people and pushing stories out that I think would be positive influences on people's lives. Mm, thank goodness for you. I mean, we all hear the stories and we've witnessed the stories of the, you know, that dark night of the soul of the film industry and to have people like you waking up consciously wanting to create good work. It's really inspiring. Well, it's interesting. The, I think the film business and the entertainment business, in a weird way, and I will say this, you know, honestly, is it does get a, a bad reputation um, for a lot of different reasons, and yet there's a reality to some of the bad reputation. I once did an interview, and it was really interesting. I did an interview for a, um, and I like to joke about this, my initials are JC, so I somehow ended up in a lot of the faith-based movies um, even though I personally don't watch many of them, I ended up seeming to put together and work with a lot of faith-based communities, and um, which I respect. But it was interesting. I did a I did an interview for a faith-based um, talk show and magazine, and they were very upset with Hollywood that there weren't enough faith-friendly movies in the marketplace. And uh, and I agree that it was an underserved uh, community. But what was interesting is the day he called me. Happened to, there happened to be three very faith-based movies in theaters that weekend prior. Hmm. And I asked him, did you see this movie? And he said, no. And I said, did you go see this movie? And he said, no. And I said, well, have you seen that movie? And he said, no. Hmm. And I said, you do know that those are all faith-based movies. And he's like, yeah, I just didn't really think about it. I said, so Hollywood's a business. It's a business about making money. And so if it makes movies for a specific demographic and that demographic chooses not to go, how long do you think they're going to continue to make movies for that demographic? Hmm. So it's an interesting perspective, which is, are there a lot of dark, angry, miserable people who just want their ego satisfied and filled? Of course. But that's not the majority of what is in Hollywood. The majority of people in Hollywood are trying to make interesting stories. They're trying to tell interesting stories. Yes, there's some craziness that goes along, but all those parties and all that stuff... It's actually just work. People right. go to those events, and you're actually just working your butt off trying to get other things done. So it does get a little bad perspective. And I say, yes, it's a very liberal community. And for people who are not so appreciative of the very liberal community, I understand that. But there are a lot of people here who are just trying to make interesting, thought-provoking stories that can challenge people. And it isn't, mm. quite, it isn't quite as all negative as everybody thinks it is. But it is a business, and if it's a publicly traded business, right? If you look at all the studios, they're all publicly traded stocks. So if they don't make money, their stock drops, and they can't spend as much money. And so they're very, very clear on if people aren't going to go see specific types of movies, they just won't make them anymore. Hmm. Because, That's a because, great. Yeah, because ahead, like every, every, you know, if you own Microsoft and the company doesn't make money, then you're going to stock's going to drop. So. Hollywood is no different, whether it's Disney or Fox or Warner Brothers. If people don't go see their movies, they stop making those kinds of movies. That's such a great perspective. I mean, I've never heard anybody really um, give it the credit that it's due because, like you, I grew up 
the only bit of hope that I, I had was to watch film and to imagine myself in a different place. And I believe that actually enhanced my visualization process, which is so big when it comes to manifesting and creating what we want. So yeah. thank you for that. Um, of course. So go ahead. No, no, go ahead. That's fine. No, so that's a new perspective, definitely. And I um, I know I've always kind of had a distorted perspective of the industry, so you gave me a different outlook on it today. And it's in anything, right, whether it's athleticism, film, even in the corporate world. I mean, there's always going to be people that aren't working consciously. So, I mean, if we sure. focus on what's not working, we're going to get more of that, right? Yep, Exactly. And that's it. I mean, again, it's like if you look at movies and, and obviously given what's happened in the last five years, you, you start, you're now seeing, if you look at, I mean, Hollywood is very current. So it will look at all recent articles. It'll look at the Wall Street Journal. It'll look at Reader's Digest. It looks at all these different periodicals across the world. And if you look at it, uh, um, like where we are in the world of terrorism or whatever it is, right? I mean, think about this, and this is what most people don't understand. Most of what you see on TV came from other countries. So if you look at a TV show like Homeland, right? Homeland is very current because of what's going on with, you know, terrorism and hostages and all the world's wars. But it was actually a show in Israel. Hmm. And then they converted it, and now it's a show in America, which has also been converted, and now there's a show in India, and it's converted into a show in Germany. If you look at bullying, which, you know, obviously in the last five years has become a... Uh, a huge topic around the world and people are watching kids kill themselves because they've been bullied or whatever. And now what happens is you start seeing TV shows and movies where you take the through line and the theme of bullying and how to, how to show some, some positivity of how to get through it. So now you'll start seeing movies about bullying, movies and TV shows about being bullied, or you'll start seeing graphic novels created for our youth to find a character that they can support. And what happens is if those graphic novels start selling because people like it and they're going to start buying it, then the system, which Hollywood is a system, mm-hmm. will realize there's a market for it and will realize there's a value for it and they will continue with it. But if you take another subject like, I don't know, like, I mean, obviously we've seen a lot of, a lot of, um, interesting movies like Moonlight, for instance, or Loving or whatever, and the racial issues that are going on in this country, you know, you can see what's happened, you know, if you look at what's happened in you know, Charlottesville or whatever it is, and think about this, like, okay, Moonlight was made two years ago, and it, and it was, you know, about certain um, profiling within the African-American community or Loving, which was made, and about an interracial couple, all Hollywood does is taps into the zeitgeist of what people are talking about mm-hmm. and tries to create content based upon what that subject is. Hmm. Very smart. I mean, if, if, if more businesses would actually think like that, if the main question yeah. was, what does the customer want? Correct. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what an interesting well, of, philosophy. And I think one of the questions you asked me, um, and many people ask me, is like when you talk about like, what, what are one of the things that you, you know, when you, the biggest business lessons I've learned in life or over my career and whatever it is, and hopefully my career isn't over yet, but, you know, those business questions of, you know, what you tell people or what do you leave people with, you know, so they understand certain things. And one of the things I tell everybody is no matter what you're trying to do, no matter what industry it is or what product you're trying to create, the first thing I always say to somebody is, who's this for? 
And if you can't honestly answer who's it for, what's it, it doesn't mean that it isn't good just because you can't answer questions, but, you know, the amount of homework that's required to create a product, regardless of, I mean, to me, a movie, and I hate to say this because it's movies, I like to say movies are engineering, right? It's I engineer the pieces that uh, are required to get a movie into a screen, but it's engineering. And so if you're creating a pen or you're creating a piece of clothing or you're making a movie, who is it for? Why do those people want to see it? Why do those people want to buy it? Will they buy it? How old are those people? What ethnicity are those people? Where do they come from? So, you know, a movie does nothing other than, and one of the things that Hollywood does very well, and maybe better than most industries, is we look at metrics and demographics all day, every day. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the metrics of why Sony makes a younger version of Spider-Man with a new kid, or why somebody makes a TV series about a Hispanic family who owns a um, food truck, right? You can just look at the metrics and study the numbers and see what people want and see where people are. And then you have to understand exactly who your audience is, what you're making it for, what the, why you're making it for them, and will they go see it? Because most failures are because people didn't really understand what the product was for or who the product was for. That is brilliant advice, honestly, as I'm thinking of all our listeners here today that are from all different types of businesses. I think a lot of times they get so focused on themselves and what they want and their dreams that they forget what's going to get them there, right? I remember one of my favorite stories I heard on NPR a few years ago um, was um, the, the head of product for um, Doritos. I forget who the parent company is, Frito-Lay maybe. And he was talking about how one day there was a, um, a sanitation worker at the company um, who was cleaning the floors and he just happened to see him one day and they were talking about Doritos and the sanitation guy said, you know, I have an idea for Doritos. If you'd ever want to take my advice, I'd love to come in and talk to you about it one day. And To the man's credit, he said, I'd love to hear your advice. And he came in the next day and he pitched them an entire line of chips for the Hispanic market. Hmm. And it was nacho flavor this and that and whatever, which became some of their biggest sellers because they weren't thinking about certain demographics around the country. And that's it. It's always understand what the product is for. Like people pitch me movies all the time, and I'll give you an example. We we um, there's an actress named Troy and Belsario who stars in the TV show Pretty Little Liar, one of the stars in the show, and she's beloved by everybody and um, really wants to kind of be in charge of her own destiny and is writing and producing her own movies now. And she sent me a script that I didn't quite understand, and it was a let's just say it was an aggressive kind of R movie with a subject matter that I, I appreciated but kind of wasn't sure. And I literally called her and I said, can you explain to me who this movie is for? Because I'm confused by it. And so she said, yeah, it's for my, my followers. The people who follow me will love this story. And I said, okay, so let's talk about that. How old are the people who follow you? And she said, they're between 14 and 17. I said, okay, I appreciate that. So let me ask you a question. You have sex in your movie? She's like, yep. I said, you have uh, gay themes in your movie? She's like, yes. I said, you have drug use in your movie? She said, yes. I said, how old do you have to be to go see that? Mm. And she said, over 18. I said, and you just told me that your core demographic is 14 to 17. Mm -hmm. So now tell me who's going to see your movie. 
Interesting. And she said, I'm going to put that script away. <laughs> wow. Because it, it is a good script. It's just she, in her place where she is right now, it, it would not work in the marketplace based upon who she is. I mean, it doesn't mean it couldn't translate over, but her first perspective was, it's my fans. Well, your mm-hmm. fans are too young to watch that movie. And their parents aren't going to go take them usually, right? <laughs> My boys not. always take them, take them into the <laughs> army. And, I'm like, what? and, and again, that's, it's, just a, it's just an example, right? That, that happens every day. And I talk to our clients every day, and I talk to producers and actors and directors every day and financiers about what it is they want to make because it's their passion. But their passion doesn't necessarily translate, so then you have to make sure that your passion is what is uh, potentially uh, commercial in the marketplace. Mm. Great advice, my dear friend. So we have to take a commercial break. I don't want to because I just want to keep going, but we do need to uh, get those commercials on here. So guys, take a break, grab some more coffee, and we'll be back with coffee with, with on Crepe with Christy here with Jay Cohen. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Coffee with Christy. We'd love to hear from you today with your questions and comments. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather ask or comment by email, send them to Christy Dryling at att.net. Now, back to Coffee with Christy. And we're back with the amazing Jay Cohen. And, you know, I always believe in divine appointments. My business card says by divine appointment only. And there's, oh, what, 7 billion people in the world. And you're all listening to Jay right now because there is a message that you need to hear. And um, whatever it is you do, you may not be in the film industry, but I want you to think bigger than that. I want you to think about the message that he's sharing with you. It's business. Okay. And so what are you selling? Ask your customers more of what they want, and um, you're going to get more of what you want. So, Jay, 
Tell us what inspires you to wake up each morning and do great work. What motivates you? Oh, you know, I've I've been, it's funny, I've been um, someone who likes waking up every morning and just going and doing things. And I, I'm one of those people who just likes to get things done, right? So I want to see it through. I stay involved throughout the process. But I, the more things I get done, the more people I help, the better I feel in my life. So um, the fact that I work in an industry where I can, you know, help people create digital content for younger kids or that I can help create movies or fill a void in the marketplace where there's not enough African-American content or not enough, you know, bully content, whatever it is, I can pick and choose everything I work on. Um, and I still have a job to do and I still have to generate money and I still have to get things made. Um, and sometimes I work on things that I don't really care about very much, but there's still a need for it. And at the same time, those movies and those projects and the people I really want to help that are always positive influences. So, I wake up every morning saying, okay, maybe I can make a little bit more of a difference today, so let's do this, or maybe this movie will help a few people's lives. Many years ago, I produced a movie a long time ago. It was a children's Holocaust film based on a best-selling novel called The Devil's Arithmetic. And, and um, you know, I, I think there have been many stories about the Holocaust, and I'm not a big fan of retelling constant stories all the time, but it was an interesting one because it was set modern day, about a young girl who um, was going to get a tattoo um, and was at a party and was drinking and didn't really think about history. And she leaves her friends right before getting the tattoo. She chickens out and goes home, and you find out that this girl is actually Jewish, and it's a big Jewish holiday. Um, and never really cared about the past and never cared about history, which means you never really know where you're going to go because history, mm -hmm. as we all know, has a tendency to repeat itself. And she got a little drunk at the family dinner and passed out. And when she woke up, she was in Poland right before the Nazis invaded this town. But because she never cared, she didn't know what was going to happen. But when she woke up, she had all her modern memory. Hmm. Um, but she just didn't know what to do. At the end of the movie, we, um, we gas all the girls in a gas tank and kill like hundreds of girls. And it was a very aggressive thing to do for a high school movie. But it was based on a best-selling novel, and it was shown in 90% of America's public schools. And what was really fascinating to me by it, and this is one of those things that motivates me, is um, we, the movie won 25 awards nationally from churches and Christian organizations um, because of what it did in its message for kids and remembering history. And it was very... Um, I would say liberating, but it was really powerful that churches responded so positively to the movie because of what the message was. And I think every day, if I can try to, you know, bring a positive message or a message that will affect change, it motivates me every day. Mm. And that's kind of what wakes me up every day. That's a really. Fact that I'm getting older and I can't sleep anymore. <laughs> Whatever. You're so funny. I'm so inspired by, you know, you. I watch, I follow you on Instagram too. And I watch how, you know, just what a great dad you are and a great husband. And, you know, of course we all have, you know, um, nobody's perfect. Nobody has this perfect life, but I really do value and appreciate, you know, people that are really conscious with their family and conscious in their work and really just, you know, doing the best that they can to show up and be a great human. And so I, I, I want to watch that movie. I'm going to have to go check it out for sure. That sounds quite interesting. Um, yeah. do, do you have any regrets? I mean, is, do you have anything that's really just humbled you? Wow. That's a hard question. I, I, it's funny. Um, 
I, you know, I, look, I don't even know if I told you this. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. It's been so long. Um, about 18, 19, 18 years ago, I had a kidney transplant. So my, my brothers and I were all born with kidney failure, with kidney disease. And between the three of us, we've had five kidney transplants. And I was living on dialysis and had my parents come to say goodbye to me because the doctors told them it wasn't working and I wasn't going to be around much longer. And, you know, I wasn't ready to give up. I wasn't ready to die. So I just kept fighting and eventually met a woman at a friend of mine's wedding while I was living on dialysis, and she somehow decided she wanted to give me one of her kidneys. Um, and we went and we did all the tests, and, and unfortunately none of them were really going to work, and met this doctor who out of the blue just didn't understand why I wasn't getting a transplant. And he happened to be working on a test drug that worked on about 20% of the people, but just so happened that it worked for me. And so because all these people who didn't know me decided to help me, uh, I am here today. And from that day, I really try to live without regrets. Have I made mistakes? Absolutely. Do I make mistakes in business every day? Absolutely. Do I wish that I could change things every day sometimes? Do I wish I didn't say things? Yes, but the truth is I do what I do, and I accept that I have faults and flaws, and I have to deal with people that aren't always so nice or things like that, but I try not to live with the regrets. I just try to let them go and understand, wow, really wish I hadn't done that. Let's try to forget that one tomorrow. Um, I'd say my biggest regrets within my workplace are when I really have, when there really are those movies of passion that you really want to see out there. <clears throat> and for whatever reason, I just can't figure out how to get them made. So that's, those are probably my only real regrets because it's stuff that I really believe should be made and important to be made. And sometimes importance is second to understanding the commerce of the, of the business. Um, but I do try to spend my life without regrets because at the end of the day, we all make mistakes and we're all human. And uh, what is that rag and bone song? I'm only human after all, which <laughs> I listen to on a regular basis when I'm at the gym. And I think it's a great song and you know, Everybody mm -hmm. makes those mistakes, so I try not to. I try not to dwell on them. Wow, I, you had never shared that story with me, uh, but uh, it it really does put into perspective how incredibly and deeply grateful we all should be for just life in general. And yeah. I'm so grateful somebody donated to you because I wouldn't have had the chance to meet you. And I am, I'm, I'm really um, grateful for the work you do out there, Jay. And I know everyone on the show that's listening today or they've really learned something. So where can, I mean, I know you have a passion uh, for this nonprofit, this donor uh, nonprofit. Can you talk about that? So maybe some of the listeners can go check it out today. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's a website, it's Breed Life, it's B-R-E-E-D-L-I-F-E, breedlife.com, and it's, um, it's a website, it's a, it's a, we're a charity that is trying to help people who need transplantation and organ donation, so from introducing people to uh, others who need help, to um, stem cell research, and it's just trying to give everybody all the information, and it was formed, uh, it was only formed a year ago, and what's interesting is we've helped 12 people get transplants. Um, as an example, we hosted a fashion show in Malibu as a fundraiser, and one of the guys who was our model did, a, did the fashion show without a shirt on, and he was living on dialysis, so he had a port in his stomach. 
And what was interesting was um, three people in the audience at the fashion show were amazed by his spirit and the fact that he was living on dialysis, and yet he was doing a fashion show without a shirt on so you could see his port so that he could get his blood cleaned on dialysis. And um, five people came up and offered to donate a kidney. And so uh, he ended up getting a transplant, and now he's living dialysis-free and really healthy and starting his life again in a different way. And so that's the point of Breed Life. Mm. Well, guys... I hope your cup was filled up today. I know mine was. Jay, thank you for being on our show today. So grateful for that story. So grateful for all of our time today. And just keep being a great human and doing great shit. We we love having you. you. Thank you, Christy. I appreciate having you. And you have been an amazing light in my life. I can't thank you enough for knowing you and and having me on your show. Thanks, bud. You have an amazing day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Wow, my friends. Ugh. Go check out Breed Life. Um, my, uh, a dear friend of mine that had passed uh, probably about 15 months ago donated a lot of her organs. Um, and I know she's given life to a lot of people otherwise that wouldn't be living today. And her, her family talks about that. It's pretty incredible. So go check it out. We all can make a difference in one way or another and just extending our love and our light to each other. Uh, what a different world it'll be. So uh, with, 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 with that said, I am really excited to also share with you our next featured guest, Sergio Ibenez Bruno. Now, you'll have to forgive me. Um, some of the, the, there's Spanish words in his bio, so I'm not pretty, I barely can get by with English, so we're going to work it out here. But Sergio is the creator and executive producer, writer, and host of El Palado de la Noche, the first Spanish late night talk show in the USA. It airs nationwide on prime time. Sergio Bruna owns with Mark Vega Triple Cap Worldwide, a production company that produces television shows, films, and builds APPs for mobile devices. Sergio uh, just shot his first comedy special in, at a sold-out theater in Hollywood and is headed out for a national stand-up comedy tour of the USA. He became the first comic ever to bring a full show in Spanish to the world-famous Improv Comedy Club. As soon as the tour is over, he is heading to Puerto Rico to produce the film Sinvergun. I'm not even going to try. I'm going to let you say it, Sergio. <laughs> I am so excited to have him on. We met years ago. We met up uh, and had some dinner uh, at this fabulous Brazilian restaurant with my son. And when you're in the presence of Sergio, he stands, I don't know, he, he feels like he's like seven foot tall, like he's just this this force and he everybody is attracted to him they just gravitate towards him he's this light he's got energy he has passion so I was excited to bring him onto the show today and I really am so excited for him to share a story Sergio are you there hun how are you Christy I'm amazing how are you I'm doing so good listen I love you I miss you and I really appreciate how hard you tried to pronounce those Spanish words. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. I saw your commitment to try to make justice to it. You didn't. You murdered them. But I love you because you tried really hard. <laughs> I'll stick to my day job, right? <laughs> no, listen, but that's what life is about, right? 
Let's go all in and let's try our best. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. You did it's a great all- job, but I decided oh. to, to pick on you a little bit. You should. You? you should. I'm amazing. I'm just so excited to have you on. It's been forever since we've chatted. And you've been, man, you have been a one busy guy out there changing the lives of millions of Latinos around the world. Congratulations. Yes, thank you so much. So the, the book is doing great. Uh, we're doing uh, uh, a seminar that's working great, that people are accepting it so well, self-improvement, motivational, inspirational uh, uh, seminar that we title Unstoppable, and we mm-hmm. are delivering it in Spanish. We've done it uh, in front of as many as 3,000 people at Delhi Convention Center. So it's, uh, uh, that is the, the latest thing we're doing, but, but thank you, uh, Christy, for asking. So to- you're like the Tony Robbins of the Latin community. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, that's trying to follow the, we're trying to follow, sorry, the footsteps of, of Anthony Robbins, which is an incredible, incredible inspiration for me, as well as obviously millions of others. But the fact that you mentioned my name in the same sentence as Tony Robbins, wow, I, I love you for that. Thank you. Well, it's true. Like, I just, I mean, for as long as I've known you and when I do get the chance to have a conversation, you're such an inspiring force. And I, I, I just have to, I, I want the audience to hear your story because the first time I heard your story, my mouth was on the ground and it's just so powerful. So can you talk about how you, uh, you made it here to America? I would love them to hear that. Absolutely. So, so thank you, Christy. It's, a, it's a, before anything, I wanted to, to, to say hi to your team and to really formally uh, thank you for the opportunity of being on your show. Um, uh, I've been a fan of yours for the longest time, so it really means a lot to me that you asked me to, to be a guest on your show. Um, thanks. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I'm 38 years old. I was born in Spain. Uh, in 1979, I was born in Madrid, but I grew up in a small town northeast called Zaragoza. Um, early on, uh, I was very, very, very lucky because I got to spend some time in France and England when I was 9 and 10 years old. So that really opened my mind and, and showed me that there are things that we don't know that we don't know and that there's a world full of possibilities out there and that as a result, we don't have to be victims of our environment we can choose to try to do something else besides what we're exposed to. So kind of like traveling so early on uh, 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 really affected me and, and stayed inside of me, g- giving me some sort of anxiety, uh, meaning I, I, once I got back to Spain, I didn't want to just, just be there anymore. Um, I was a good student, yet I hated school. I just couldn't be in school. So when I was 14 years old, um, um, I decided to stop going to school. And I spent a year lying to my mother, making her think that, that I was going to school, but every day I wasn't. I was going to libraries, to coffee shops, and, and um, I was just, just, just doing my work. So instead of going to waste time or, or drinking or smoking like so many other kids were doing, I skipped school to invest that time in, in researching and studying the subjects that really interested me. Um, when I was 15, I told my mom, Mom, uh, I have to tell you the truth. This is what's going on, and I love you, and, and I, need to, uh, I, I need to leave this country. I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, I love Mexico. I had been there twice before 
and and I want to go to Mexico. So literally, I with a backpack, I left to Mexico when I was 15 years old. Wow. And yeah, and to to my surprise, ever since I've been living on my own and working in order to support myself. Um, so many times having as many as three jobs at a time. Mm. Um, you know, so in, in Mexico, I spent six years before coming to the U.S. Um, I did everything, always involved in sales, uh, bulletproof cabins, taxi meters, uh, advertising. I was in the nightclub business early on in my life. And, and I made some money and, and decided to come to the United States. So I came to the U.S. when I was 20. I remember uh, becoming 21 shortly after. And, and I started a business, VOIP, Voice Over Internet Protocol, which is very much what we know today as Skype. We were offering mm-hmm. a similar service, but we were charging for it. DSL um, mm-hmm. sucked. It was really bad. And also, uh, Skype came shortly after that. So our business just, just went south. I, I basically fell miserably. And once again, I had nothing. Uh, twice uh, uh, in my late teens, I ended up homeless in Mexico, which were incredible, incredible, humbling experience. I know you know about that, right, Christy? Yes, I do. Yeah. And, you know, if it doesn't break you, it, it makes you. So uh, that was the third time in my life that, you know, again, again, after going all in, trying, and just, 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 just following my instinct and my God, you know, I was just failing again and, and, and I had nothing. So, uh, again, I started from nothing here in the U.S. and, and uh, doing sales again to take care of myself. I met my wife shortly after and we have three kids. We have three daughters today and we have Sophia uh, really early in our relationship when we were 22 years old. So, uh, now, you know, it was no longer about me. Now I have to provide, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I started working and we, 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 we started doing well, finally, somewhat well. And, and I had this itch that inside of me that I just didn't want it to settle for a life to what for me was at the time mediocre, meaning, um, getting up to do a job I didn't want it to do around people that didn't inspire me, uh, making money that was just barely. So for me, at that time, that was a mediocre life because I was settling. Yes, I was feeding my family, but I was settling for a life that I didn't, uh, that I didn't excite me, that didn't challenge me. So I saw that uh, nobody was doing a late night talk show in Spanish in the United States. Uh, I've always loved comedy, been a big fan of comedy and late night talk shows. And I just had the bright idea. I had a moment in front of my mirror that said, Sergio, remove the, of the equation fear. <laughs> fear of outcome, of money not being enough. If you could design your life tomorrow, what would you like to do? If you had the power to design your day, what would you like to do? Removing again uh, money from the equation. I believe that you know, once you're living your purpose and you're going after what you really want, money, it, it, it just comes. It's just part of it. So how would you like to spend your time? And it just, you know, it came so clear to me that I wanted to, to uh, become a late night talk show host. So once I had that answer, I literally dedicated every ounce of my body 
uh, uh, to try to make that re- uh, become a reality. Um, I'm going really fast for the sake of time. So no, I, no, this I, is this is good. We've got to take a commercial, but we can't wait to hear how you did that. So let's just take a little commercial break and come back and hear more from the amazing Sergio. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We all can use a little help. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash VA health and register for free. You can try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get better help today at betterhelp.com forward slash VA health. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Coffee with Christy. We'd love to hear from you today with your questions and comments. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather ask or comment by email, send them to Christy Dryling at att.net. Now, back to Coffee with Christy. And we're back interviewing the amazing Sergio Bruno and a dear friend of mine who's overcome so many great odds. And I mean, just, I mean, he, he, he literally left home at 14 and was on his own at 15. Uh, And he has, he has hustle like no one I've ever seen before. And uh, what a difference you were making in the world. So Sergio, give us, give us, tell us a little bit more about uh, what it takes to make that jump into the life of your dreams. Oh, absolutely. Uh, very simple, all in. You have to remove fear of the equation. There is no room for a failure. Failure truly is not trying. And for me, and, and, and it was, you know, the, the, the hardest thing it is, when you're investing yourself, when you have such a clear idea of what, of what you want, and you're honestly, honestly, honestly trying your, your, your hardest, uh, and yet it's not happening, uh, that's when the real test comes in. And, and as an example, when I, this is how I put the, the, the TV show. So I wrote a, a treatment, and again, I'm having a job I don't like, and, and I'm writing this show, 
you know, at night, really early a.m. I wrote the show between 1 and 3 a.m., between 5 and 7 a.m. every morning. And once I had the treatment, I took it to the networks. And nobody wanted to give me a chance. No one. Everybody told me, listen, Sergio, I like you. I like your passion. I see what you're made out of. And, and, but this is not going to work out, dude. Nobody's done this ever in <laughs> Spanish. And I'm, I'm gonna, we're not willing to take a chance. You're too tall. You're too bald. You're too Spanish. This is not going to work out. So, so that is when the real taste came. The real test, excuse my English, came for me. Because I had a talk with my wife, and I told my wife, listen, baby, um, nobody wants to give me a chance. This is after over 100 no's. Like, I got more than 100 no's. People that rejected me and told me, no, this is a year and a half. And I told my wife, baby, even though the most successful and respectable people in the industry have told me this is not going to work out, I, I, I need to do this. And I want your blessing. I need to shoot a pilot. I need to show them what I'm talking about. And I did some numbers. I can rent a studio, equipment, crew. I'm writing it, hosting it, and directing it, my, and directing it myself. So that's going to save some money. But I basically need to use all of our savings. Not only that, the money that we have for December's rent and the girls' presents. So I need to take everything, baby, I need to, and I need to do this. To my surprise, she told me, I believe in you. Go ahead. Just make sure you kick some serious ass. So um, I shot the pilot, and we, long story short, eight months later, we sold it to the second largest producer of Spanish content in the world. And my show, El Pelado de la Noche, aired prime time nationwide in the United States at 10 p.m., making me uh, the first late night talk show host in Spanish in the U.S. history. So uh, where I'm going with that and, and is that once you go all in, but all in means all in. Something happens. The universe, God, whatever you want to call it, gives it to you. Um, it is, you know, in life, the best advice I can give to those that are it's not working out for them. It's like, listen, you have to jump off the cliff and build your plane going down. <laughs> Period. End of story. You have to jump off the cliff and... And, and build your plane going down. You got to go all in. You have to remove fear of the equation. And like my, my buddy, Liz Brown says, you're going to fall down a million times. Just make sure you fall on your back. Because if you can look up, you can get up. Mm. And, and, and yeah, and, and it's about that. It's really, truly about trying, trying one more time. And you know what? I've, I've had a couple of successful businesses in the U.S. in renewable energy, solar panels. We're doing really, really well. And a couple other things that we're doing on the side. But I have to tell you, for every business somewhat successful I've had, I'm not kidding you. I fell at 15, Christy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, it, what, you know, I don't know how it's been for you. Because to me, it's like that, that's what it takes. But I look around and even, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, like the great ones. We'll tell you the same thing. Like those are the, the odds. Those are the numbers. If you ha- if you want to have an extraordinary life, you have to be willing to fail, to lose everything over and over and over again. But then you're gonna try one more time. You're gonna try one more time, and eventually you hit it. 
I mean, that's been my experience so far. What what are your thoughts on that, Christy? Oh, 100%. I think so many people want a different life and an extraordinary life. And they start off unstoppable and then they talk themselves out of it. That's why only 3% of the world may ever make, make it to their dreams, right? I, listen, Sergio, I am so proud of you. I, I mean, I, I'm proud of, I, listen, I know you're not looking for that and that's not what this is about, but I mean, really to do what you've done and, and to have come from where you've come from and to be such a light for people, for the Latino people right now, which is what we need. More people like you bringing fun, comedy, but also bringing truth right and bringing people together and uniting one another and and how better to do that through laughter i mean that's just brilliant so um so what are you looking forward to now like what what is in your horizon for for sergio okay so uh, i'm writing my second book and we're going to start shooting a daytime talk show uh called today i decide and, and we're going to shoot two seasons back to back. Uh, we're going to do it um, in both languages, Spanish and English, believe it or not. So we're going to shoot the show first in Spanish, and then with different guests, uh, we're going to do in the same set the show in English. And, and I'm super, super um, uh, inspired by it uh, and grateful that we, you know, we got the blessing and the investors in order to, to pull it off. It's titled Today I Decide because... Because we, as human beings, have the power to change our lives. And all it takes is a moment of decision. It doesn't take 20 years to change. It takes 20 years to come to the crossroads where you make the decision. Enough is enough. Mm-hmm. No more of that behavior. That was... so. So that, uh, you know, in this show, we're going to explore what I call heroes of uh, real life, which is people that didn't quit when, when it was time to quit, didn't throw the towel, uh, you know, when uh, everything was just telling them uh, that, you know, this is the end of the road. I'm a big believer in, you know, uh, everything is all right at the end. And if it's not all right right now, it means it's not the end, right? So... It's a beautiful show, inspiring, uplifting. We're actually transitioning a little bit away from the comedy and, and, and getting more into the motivational, inspirational space. Um, so we're doing the show. We're doing a second book. Uh, I'm partnering up with incredible business people here in the United States. And we're, gonna, uh, uh, and we're starting a, a, a company, a university o- o- online, if you will, that, you know, we, we want to create a portal that's going to be available 24-7, um, available to people uh, that is going to offer support, inspiration, motivation. Uh, so that's another thing that we have in the works. So we're busy, uh, we're excited, and, and we, you know, we're really, really, really happy that we get to spend our lives doing what we like the most, which is just helping and supporting others. Um, at the end of the day, the, the, and this is the thing, Christy, what I've come to, and, and it just sounds cliche, but it really, truly is. Once you've had the cars, once you've done the dinners, once you've had the homes, uh, and you realize that those things didn't fill the void that I believe we all carry inside, and they don't satisfy you, those things, as much as you thought they were going to, um, 
you realize, or at least that's for me, I realize that what really brings me pleasure, joy, and fulfillment is to support others, to empower others to become the best version of themselves. Um, that explains why so many extremely successful wealthy people, they end up becoming philanthropists uh, just because they realize at the end of the road, you know, uh, and I'm, now I'm quoting Will, Will Smith. Will Smith said in a video that's going, uh, you know, around all over the world, he said, if you're not uh, uh, making somebody else's life better, you're wasting your time. And I agree with him 100%. Um, I think it's about uh, being there for others. And, and, and that's, you know, I feel blessed and I'm really happy. And great. So, uh, I get to spend my time doing just that. You know, I've seen such a transformation in your spirit since we first met and just where your intentions are, too. And I always saw that hustler, that person, you know, I I always knew that you were going to do something really, really big one day. And I'm just so glad that you've chosen the space of personal development to really help empower people to see that it doesn't matter where you come from, it doesn't matter the adversity, that you have it in you to make a change. And we need more positive, uh, you know, role models like yourself out there. Um, for you know, uniting our world together as one. So thank you so much. As we begin to um, say goodbye today. Is there any last words of wisdom that you would share with everyone that they can take with them throughout their day and week? Absolutely. Identify, dare to dream. Identify uh, uh, the, the ideal of what life should be for you. Once you have that clear picture, go all in until you reach your goal. That's life. That's living. That's the journey. It's not going to be easy, but you know what? It's going to be worth it. And I don't think you could have said anything more better better than that. More better. Look at my English. That, does, that doesn't more sound better. so good. <laughs> more better. I infected Whoa. you with my broken English. I infected oh. you. You're totally safe with me, sweetheart. Uh, I I laugh all the time because I've written three books and I still don't know where a lot of my commas go. So it just doesn't matter. I was all in. So those are famous words from Sergio. And let's uh, go. Where can people find you? I know you've got the book Unstoppable, but where can they go follow you? Go to my website, SergioBruna.com. I'm now Sergio Bruna. And, you know, keep... uh, uh, keep on the lookout because we're going to start. Uh, uh, that's another conversation you and you and I need to have because all this inspirational, motivational, starting with the TV show and everything, all the courses we're going to start online. We're doing them both in English and Spanish, so we're going to have uh, uh, content in English and and, and Spanish. So uh, stay close, uh, Christy. I love you. I admire you. Your story. Uh, has inspired me and gave me strength in those moments of weakness where you have <laughs> but, but but you know that that's life that never goes away you just learn to to work around it and through it but like i i love you i appreciate you uh i love who you are uh, uh, as a mother as a wife uh, as an entrepreneur you're an example you're an example and we need more people like you so i'm very 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 happy uh you know to hear that you have the show and let's definitely uh, 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 develop something together, you and I, because you and I should be on stage together. We, you oh. and I need to be on stage together. I, I, I know that for a fact. 
I believe we will be doing that. And thank you, my friend. It's been wonderful having you on the show, and I feel the same about you. Love to you and your beautiful family, my friend. Thank you so much, Christy. Bye, sweetheart. Bye. Thanks thanks to everyone that was listening. Thank you. Go follow Sergio. You heard it straight from Sergio. He's got the book Unstoppable. I'm going to go get it today. I I still haven't read it. I'm going to grab it. So it's been a great show. I'm so grateful to have shared this, this time with you. Thank you for showing up every week. And remember, be a great human and do great shit out there, okay? It's the only thing that'll make you feel better and it'll get you started on the pathway to your dreams. I love you all. See you next week on Coffee with Christy. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Christy Dryling for this week's Coffee with Christy. We hope you'll tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Same time next week. 